This is Photo BizX, episode number 431, and today an interview for wedding photographers specifically, and how you can absolutely be booming with your business, not only during the restrictions because of COVID, but because of those restrictions. By following this very cool way to book so many more midweek weddings. Our special guest who is doing exactly this is Rick Liston, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I am so pumped to bring this interview to you today. And the reason is because I am still amazed that after 430 interviews, I am still hearing about unique ways to build a fantastically successful business. And that's exactly what Rick is going to be sharing in today's episode. We don't only talk about how to become a wedding venue promoter to build up a ton of midweek weddings. We also go into some other very cool things that Rick is doing in his business, which has led to him personally photographing over 100 weddings in the last year, where his clients on average are spending over $4,000. I know you're going to get a ton from what Rick has to share. Before we get into that, if you are a portrait photographer and you shoot any kind of portraits, families, kids, newborns, pets, whatever it may be, you have to get back and have a listen to Ian Sims' interview from last week. Ian has had a chance to make some big changes in his business due to all the lockdowns that he's faced as a Melbourne-based photographer, and he has been using that time to his benefit. One of the big things that he reveals in last week's interview was the fact that he can offer Zoom sales sessions. So I guess there are a combination of in-person sales sessions and online sales sessions. So he's doing these in-person sales sessions over Zoom, and he's found that his sales have not been affected in the slightest, which is absolutely mind-blowing and mind-boggling to me. But he's got the proof and the runs on the board. So get back and have a listen to that one if you want to save a ton of time with your sales sessions. And of course, we do uncover some other great things from Ian. One of the big ones was his pre-shoot planning appointments that he's developed through the pandemic and how they are resulting in much better sales from the clients that get through the qualifying process. So get back and have a listen. That's Ian Sim from last week's interview. And don't forget to stick around after the interview with Rick. I've got two quick announcements. Well, one's an announcement to do with the LinkedIn course. It's your last chance to save 50% on that. And I want to update you on my upcoming move and the crazy brush turkey who has taken up residence in my front yard. <laughs> we'll get to that after the interview. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. Oh, and if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. All that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Rick. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. So if you are feeling as inspired as I'm sure you will be from the first half of this interview with Rick, and you'd like to hear the full interview and everything that he shares, you can do that as a premium member and you can check out the premium membership for as little as $1 if you head to photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. 
Today's guest is an Aussie-based wedding photographer who photographs on average 90 weddings each year. In the last year, it was 115 weddings. And on average, his clients spend an incredible $4,000 or more. And because of the large number of weddings, he has focused a lot on his systems and his post-wedding workflow to allow him more time with his family. In addition to his weddings, he's created the Yarra Valley Wedding Guide, which looks like a professionally designed and printed magazine for couples looking for inside info on venues, accommodation, vendors, and wedding photography ideas for couples planning their Yarra Valley wedding. The magazine alone looks like it'd be a marketing goldmine. I'm talking about Rick Liston from Melbourne, Australia, and I'm wrapped to have him with us now. Rick, welcome, mate. Thank you very much, Andrew. Very pleased to be here. <laughs> mate, is it true what I said about the guide? Is it a marketing goldmine? You know what? It's one of those things that was a great lockdown project, and I'm actually probably not even still getting the benefit of it. So I've got it there as the download, collecting you know tons of uh, hundreds of email lists um, of email addresses from people downloading it. So they're certainly finding me to book me for their wedding day. And I also use it to promote an elopement package as well for people who have gone through it and then maybe reconsidering. But yeah, there's still actually, I think, a ton of value left on the table, which um, I don't know, maybe you've got some ideas because after I've like, I can only shoot so many weddings. So all these other hundreds of people that are reading through the guide that I can't shoot, I haven't got in touch with, but I do have their email addresses. I can't help but feel, I know there's a journey that they're going on. They're going to be spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in the next year. Um, how do you, uh, what do you reckon is a great way to, I don't know, to keep offering something that you can actually still keep monetizing? If you're asking me, I'm a, to me, the, the obvious answer is associate shooters. So you can keep servicing those clients. Otherwise, maybe some kind of affiliate program where you pass it on to other photographers and they give you a cut. Um, they're the first two things that come to mind. I mean, surely you must have started to explore ideas like that. Yeah, there's certainly, I mean, the commission cut is obviously, it's a bit of a balancing act and a, I don't know, it's a relationship. I'm not actually that keen to go down just because so much of my, my career has been built on great relationships. But for me, I think, yeah, a travel agency, right? So I guess the honeymoon side of it afterwards, um, that you know every person that's going reading through that magazine is probably going to be booking a honeymoon at some stage. And yeah, 10% on a you know, business class trip to uh, overseas um, hotel stay is, uh, I don't know, there's a bit of money on the table there. So something I'm keen to explore in the future. But yes, it is strictly from a marketing point of view of booking me weddings. It has been a, has been a gold mine. What did you mean by the business class seat, 10% honeymoon package? What were you thinking there? Okay. So if you can direct people to a travel agent to book their honeymoon, okay, deals like basically how they work, they can come in and offer couples the same price that they would be paying if they just went and booked, you know, their flights and their hotel themselves, except you're getting, you know, first-class service because you're getting someone who's looking after you, riding ahead to the hotels, making sure there's champagne on arrival. And then what they're able to, uh, they get a cut from the hotels and the, the airlines and they can pay you a commission on those two. So that's something I've had a chat with a travel agent before, funnily enough, right at the start of lockdown. So not a whole lot of international honeymoons coming after that. But certainly keen to get into that once we open up again. I love it. I love it. Okay. And for the listener that's totally lost, just give us an idea about these wedding guides. Because I I mean, I described, <laughs> it, <laughs> I described it as a printed magazine, but I know it's also a download. Is it actually a printed product or only a download? Yeah, it's a printed product as well that, uh, that I give to vendors and some of the, like the elements and the venues that are in there, but certainly also a downloadable product that definitely every one of my couples get. I mean, it's such a, an easy point of authority for one of the 
when they inquire with me and I send out my lead response, I send a link to the downloadable guide, which they can then go in, have a look through, and they just see how much of the Yarra Valley that I know, how safe they're going to be in my hands, the accommodation that's close by to their wedding venue, my tips for whether you're going to do a first look or not, um, how to get killer photos, the reasons behind the recommendations that I'm making for all the different vendors. It basically makes them question going for anyone else, I think, just because the risk that they would take was going someone that doesn't know the area as well as I do. Yeah. And look, and the way that you're talking about it is all 100% true, but I think you're even underselling it because I downloaded it before we recorded the interview and it, it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. It's got your photography all the way through it. It features all the vendors that you work with and recommend and shows them actually doing the work that they do. I mean, you could not get a better marketing tool. It's amazing. What's I mean, do you know what? It makes so much more sense to me to try to get couples further up the food chain than when they're looking for a wedding photographer. So I've honestly built my business on getting them when they're kind of searching for their wedding venues, when they're just getting married. So if I can serve them on that choice, that's why there's so much in that in that guide about wedding venues. And I have like my most well-performing blog post is on wedding venues in the area because we actually have a lot more to offer, I think, than any other person out there as wedding photographers in recommending wedding venues. We're there throughout the entire day. We get to see what happens in good weather, bad weather, how the staff are treating the couples. There's every reason that they should be listening to us rather than like a directory who's just listing, you know, whatever, all the venues that are available. Like we actually have the best opinion. I think that, uh, and that's something that if I was them, I would be spending time reading. And not only that, we can actually write well, make a cool website, make a guide, killer photos like we can put all that marketing material together and i really think we can probably promote the venue sometimes better than they can themselves so it just immediately does a couple of things gets you in the door there for them before they're even considering a wedding photographer and it's also doing a hell of a lot to promote the wedding venues themselves which they will never forget so if you're helping earn them money you're just becoming a vital part of their business rather than just another functional photographer who maybe emails them now then asking to, to get on their list. Like you're, you're, they know, they know, they ask their couples, you know, how are they finding them? And they'll be told, we read it in, you know, Rick's wedding guide. We found it on his blog. So that kind of help is always reciprocated. And that's always going to be just a sustainable source of leads for me, just hundreds of leads a year. And it means I don't need to sit there trying to appease a social algorithm, ignoring my daughter, ignoring my wife, trying to make reels. So when you say reels, are you talking about Instagram? Is that what you're talking about? Like social media reels? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just something I obviously got a personal grief for because I know, you know, it's 6 p.m. That's the best time. You've got to be there spending an hour beforehand, you know, engaging with your audience, dropping your posts, sitting around for an hour afterwards, you know, engaging with everyone. But at 6 p.m., like that's when my wife's home. That's when my daughter's home from school. I want to be spending that time with them. If I'm not here serving them first, what am I doing? There's no point to any of this. Like, that's my purpose here is those two ladies right there that I'm very blessed to have in my life. For sure. I love that. Just going back to the guide. So I'm getting the idea that it's, it's reasonably new because you said you started it in lockdown or as a part of a lockdown project. Have you actually had venues inquire about getting into or other vendors inquiring to get into the guide? Definitely. Really? Yeah. And is it just a straight out yes or is there a fee or do you, what happens? Not a single fee. There's no commission on any of it. So it's all based on if I think you're a, a legend, I think you're an awesome fit, you're in. I mean, there's, there's, I don't want to overwhelm it with too many options and I'm pretty happy with where it's at, but certainly as I end up working with new people and I'm like, all right, they're actually awesome. And you know what else? If there's people in there that aren't supporting me back, aren't supporting my family, 
then I'll go with someone who is. Right. So have you had to say no to someone or turn someone down? Uh, yes. And so how does that play out? Um, awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, look, basically I just, I just let them know, yeah, the, the truth. So in a lot of the cases, whatever field it is, like I've had, you know, longstanding relationships with the people that I am recommending there and I'm not that keen to take on any more. Yeah, right, okay. So it's pretty cut and dry and if there's like, I guess you're saying something like if there's a spot that comes available or when we get a chance to work together, then we can talk about it. Yeah, that's right. Cool. And the guide itself, did you design it? Did you employ a designer? Did you download a template? Template, mate. Creative market. I actually couldn't, uh, I designed another one and I was just about to publish it and then I thought, and it was so funny, I thought I'll just check out and see if there's anything else on here. And um, yeah, I was on creativemarket.com, I think it is. And yeah, I found a template. I was just like, oh, shit. Sorry, Andrew, if I can't swear on your podcast, but I realized all the time I'm going to have to now take redesigning it because this just looked way better. Like, so yeah, it wouldn't make any sense to me. I'm not a designer to try and design the thing myself. I had to design like obviously some pages, you know, it wasn't set up to be a wedding photography guide, but it was really a fantastic base. And I don't need it to be, you know, done is better than perfect. So I just needed it done basically. Nice. I'm guessing that uh, creativemarket.com is something like Etsy where you can download all different templates. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So there was a, I don't know, I think it was like a 60 page kind of magazine template that was there. And then the guide itself is about a hundred pages. So yeah, it took some of the templates that worked and then built what I needed to around it. Yeah. Right. Nice. So for the ones that you've printed, I'm guessing they're only going into the venues that you want to be working with or that are featured in the magazine. Did you put a lot of money into that printing? Uh, they are about 20 to $30 each magazine. So, I mean, I'm not printing in the kind of volumes that, um, you know, where you can bring those costs down. They're also pretty nicely done because I also had the intention of bringing them and giving them to people as I meet them. But funnily enough, since the lockdown, there just really hasn't been a whole lot of that. So I've been, you know, switched to Zoom meetings, which is just another thing that I've actually loved. Um, (laughs) Somehow everyone arrives on time, including me. And I don't know, we're kind of done in half an hour. I'm not... uh, because I live in Hillsville and a lot of my couples were in the city. Sorry to be digressing again, Andrew. I seem to be doing that a fair bit. Um, I would have to be, you know, traveling half an hour, 45 minutes to get to the meeting, sit around for two hours, come home. And it was just, it was just kind of every weeknight, right? So I was just, I was like, this is too much time. And then once we started doing Zoom meetings during the lockdown, I, I realized, you know what, actually I'm converting as good as any other time. So this is now the only way I offer, I offer my meetings. So good. And the digital format of the magazine looks beautiful. I mean, you got like a page turning app there in the background or uh, at the back end of the website. Is that something special that you had done? No, it was just a, uh, there was an application for it, but you know what? I'm all, I'm in two minds about that. Now, perhaps you can tell me having, having looked at it, seen the design, I know I'm missing out on having all that content on my site. I've got a fair bit, like I don't really have a problem with traffic. I get a ton of traffic to the site. I get a ton, a ton of booking. So, but I am just looking at all the content there and I'm kind of angry that, all right, that's, that's not getting indexed on my site, but I don't have a, you know, like that, that cool page turner, that experience of having the magazine. So yeah, I can't decide. Perhaps you can help me. What's preferential, the experience for the, the client or an SEO boost for something that I don't really need. I feel like when I asked that question, I probably answered it myself. Yeah. yeah. I love the experience of looking through it. I guess, you know, if it was me and I was looking for the SEO, I would do both. I'd still offer the PDF with the page turning experience to my couples and then have uh, each of the pages a different page on my site as well for SEO. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, yeah, I got my girl, Christine, working on that as we speak. So I'll see how it looks when it's done. <laughs> nice. 
So what happens, for example, so if I was getting married and I came across your guide, thinking about getting married in the Yarra Valley, I download the guide. So I had to give you my email address to do that. What will happen next? You get an email from me with a link to download the guide. And then you're going to look through that guide at all the options that a wedding photographer who exclusively shoots in that region has to recommend, including accommodation, obviously all your, uh, all your other vendors, timelines, tips how to get the best day, you know, all the stuff that's in your guide. And then after you've spent all that time, but it takes, um, takes a fair, as you would have found out, a fair while to get through it. You just would have been, you know, spent, what, 20 minutes immersed in my photography. So that next step is usually, all right, let's get in touch. So yeah, I got obviously a ton of people who will then reach out, love the guide. Thank you very much. And for me, actually, the most reassuring thing is when I hear from venues that people have booked them. So I just know, you know, that's tens of thousands of dollars for them that's come off the back of my guide. And there's no amount of kind of showing up and trying to do something for them that's going to be better than earning them that kind of money. Is there a series of automated sequence emails that go out then after? Am I going to get those now after the guide? Or are you really just hoping that I'm going to fall in love with you and your work and contact you? So the automated emails is been there on my list of to-dos for <laughs> quite some time after, the, after that first one where they're getting the guide. This is what I mean. Like, like I know the journey they're going to be on. So I feel like that's a really actually great opportunity to, yeah, okay, hit them up, you know, give, 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 and then ask for a take maybe. So whatever it is, you know, some more tips, some, some more stuff as it arises. Have you considered this? You know, here's an awesome space if you're looking to have photos, not at a venue. So there's, there's a, I mean, there's so many things, there's so many opportunity out there to do, Andrew. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's an email sequence there that should be going out after, like I said, I'm already, I can't get booked any more than, than I am. So I'm not really chasing them anymore for booking me as a wedding photographer. So it's just really, all right, how do I monetize all the people there that aren't booking me? Got it, got it. Okay, let me take you back to before the guide because you are already incredibly busy. Like you keep saying how booked out you are, you can't really service any more clients. Is it your relationship or was it your relationship with the venues that have led you to being so busy? Like, is that the secret? Sure is, mate. Absolutely. And one that I just, I don't know why it's not everyone's secret. It's, <laughs> it's you know, you interview so many awesome people with so many different kind of unique ways to make money. And I love going through it, man. Like it's not just wedding photographer, wedding photographer. Like it's literally all these crazy, you know, awesome, intuitive, you know, ingenious ways of, of making money. And mine is just the simplest in the world. Just, just start off with someone who's higher up the food chain, which is wedding venues, uh, get your leads from there. And then that's pretty much all I need to do on a lead basis. Okay. Well, okay. Let me make it a little bit harder on you, Rick. Let's say I'm opening a brand new venue. It's a killer looking venue. You've been driving past it. It's been getting built. It's part of a winery in the Yarra Valley you know couples are going to fall in love with it. I'm the marketing manager or the uh, the person who's going to be taking the wedding bookings. What do you do? Do you contact me? Do you email me? Do you turn up? If there are not photographers knocking at your door to do what I already did, then shame on them because that is obviously a goldmine. Like, so when I started, when I first came out back to Australia, so I used to live in Shanghai. When then my wife and I had our daughter, we moved back to Australia. And so out of sheer desperation, where we go from, you know, three of us, zero income, I was like, all right, hadn't been a wedding photographer before, but we moved to the Yarra Valley. There's a lot of wedding venues. I guess I'm a wedding photographer now. Uh, I was completely unemployable doing anything else, but I was pretty good with people and I could take photos. So that's uh, how that came along. So literally there was two venues that had just uh, kind of started out at the same time. So yeah, went straight into them, did everything I could. So shoot their space for them and made a little album of their space, just stayed in touch, you know, styled shoots there, just try to give them as much content as I could along with 
making a list of wedding venues. And I did it in kind of like the Wolf of Wall Street way where he has these little penny stocks mixed in with the blue chips. Okay. So there's like your big venues that they didn't want to borrow me back then. I was obviously just a, a new photographer, but when you've got the names that everyone recognizes, and then you chuck in a few of these new venues, that's suddenly a great trustworthy blog that you can go in and see it. And that's how I guess I started getting those first leads. So if you were the manager of a venue, I would be looking to, I'd probably just be Googling who's actually currently doing that. Um, and then inviting them over for a coffee. Like, so there's a really great reciprocal relationship that can go on for years and years from a single meeting like that. So you would you would call me and literally say, can I buy your coffee? And then organize a time and a place to meet up. Am I the photographer or am I the venue? You're the photographer on the venue. Okay. So if I'm the photographer, I don't, uh, I just start delivering, mate. So I will get in touch, you know, is there anything I can help you with? How's your midweek bookings? Is there an elopement package we could do for that? Because just about any venue, even if they're killing it, will still have a hard time with midweek bookings, with midweek venues. And there's, sorry, weddings. And there's actually so much we can do to help them on that front. Like I said, we've already got these great skills of web design, landing pages, you know, Facebook, Google ads, the photos, the copy, like we can, we're a marketing, you know, dream for them. So to be able to come in and really bring income to them is something we should all be utilizing just because it pays dividends. Like I said, mate, years and years and years. So I would also, like I've had venues that I'd never been in touch with before, but I'd, I liked it. Like I've blogged about venues that I'd never, I'd never shot at and they found me. So they get in touch. And then next email is like, you run our preferred suppliers list. And it makes sense. Like this is someone who's looking after you. So I'm on I don't know, about 25 different venues, uh, preferred suppliers list. So that's why it's just, and the other thing is like, once you're shooting more and more at these same venues, it becomes easy and easier to get booked there. Like their social media is flooded with your images. So I don't really need to do my social media. Like my social media, of course, like I'll do a, a post, I'll do an Instagram a story, but I'm just making sure they've got an easy way to share my images. Cause that's once again, that's where those couples are starting is they're looking at the venues that they're going to get married at and looking through those Instagram. Once they've found their venue, that's where they're looking. So for my local venues out here, they're all flooded with my images. So you can't really ignore me as an option. You can not book me, but you're certainly going to consider me. Sure. Okay. So when you say you're going to make it super easy for them to fill up their social media accounts with your images, is that by just sharing what you're putting out there or do you send them a reel of images after every session that's been at their venue? Absolutely. So the day after I shoot a wedding, they're going to be receiving a blog where the links to their venue, all the, the galleries, about 100, 150 images in there. They'll also receive downloadable kind of those 100, 150 images to post to their socials. They'll receive my carousel, my little kind of 10 image carousel that I would have made and the Instagram highlight story that I would have put together is tagged in every one of the vendors um, on every one of those pages. So it's just that easy. They see it in their stories and they can just tap to share. I don't do any of that myself, but that's just my workflow afterwards, the day after a wedding. So I'm not only over delivering for the couple, for all of the guests, but also for all of the vendors. Because you know, you know how you feel the day after a wedding versus four weeks from a wedding. Like you're super excited about it. You can still, you know, you remember it. Like, so I feel like getting in for the vendors that day after really goes a long way to getting them to want to share it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You've saying so many things I want to go back to and just ask you more about. Um, I want to get back to, but I don't do any of that in just a second. But you also said there that, you know, you're, you're actually blogging about venues that you hadn't even worked at. So are you just going and photographing the outside of the venue and saying you'd like to work there or suggesting it could be a great venue to a, a couple? 
So, no, so like when I first started and I hadn't shot any weddings anywhere, then I just had to get the images that were on the site. Obviously, I had to reference. So I was just starting to try to rank for this page. So reference those photos to whoever shot them, get in touch. Like they're happy to have their photos on a page that's getting them traffic. So it was pretty remarkable, actually, how quickly that page went to number one for something like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Yarra Valley, whoever is listening, but it's certainly known for wedding venues. So to be number one, which I believe I am still for Yarra Valley wedding venues, like I don't need to be there in there. I think I am for photography, but that's where I'm getting them. I'm getting them in there first. So they're already on my site when they're at that looking at a wedding venue stage. And there's no reason I think why you can't do that for your region. Like if obviously someone will be there first, just make it better. Just spend the time making yours better than theirs. I love it. So simple. <laughs> I mean, that's what I said. It's the simplest thing in the world. It's such a simple strategy. But yeah, it's such a good use of time, man. Unreal, unreal. Yeah. The other big thing you did say that I'm sure the listener didn't miss either. You said the next day you deliver all this fantastic content to make it easy for you or great for your couples, fantastic for your venues. But you said, uh, but I don't do any of that. Who the hell's doing all this? So a virtual assistant. My biggest value and I guess my superpower is photographing weddings. So showing up, getting people to have be comfortable with me, hanging out with them, partying with them, having a killer day, taking some awesome snaps. That's what they you know, pay me five, $600 an hour to do. I do not want to, I want to focus my time doing that. I do not want to be doing something that I can pay someone very, very capable a lot less to do to do for me. So all those tasks like building a blog, building a slideshow, making a gallery, social media carousels, highlight stories, that can all be outsourced. So a big part of, I guess, yeah, shooting a high volume of weddings for me is automation and outsourcing. Because if I'm doing something that somebody else could be doing, you know, for $9.50 an hour, then that's the wage I'm working for. So I'm going to spend my time working for $500 an hour. And that's why I can fit in that many weddings. It does make sense to me when people uh, burn out, for instance, from you know shooting 30 weddings a year. Like there's 365 days in the year, Andrew. That doesn't make any sense to limit your opportunities of your high ticket item, which is shooting the weddings, to spend your time doing something that somebody else could be doing for you. I love that. I love that. So you're not looking at 50 Saturdays in the year. You're looking at 365 days in the year that are potential wedding days. Absolutely. Like, and it's like, you know, I cap my weddings at eight hours. I'm shooting 15 minutes from home because it's all local. Like it's, you you look at hospitality staff doing these double shifts, you know, six days a week. Like they're exhausted, man. Like we get to rock up and go to parties. Um, You know, it's, it's not, it's not this overwhelming thing. And then when I get home, all I have to do is really upload my shots into Lightroom. That's where they're getting backed up. That's where they're running the smart previews. The catalog is in Dropbox. So that by the morning, that's already in the hands of my editors. I can still go through. It's like my favorite images, basically. And then the rest of the process kicks off. I have an editor, go through, edit the sneak peeks, send it to my other VA, my girl, Christine. She's absolutely awesome. She's going to be making my slideshow, making my blog, getting the links from my CRM to link out to those vendors, getting answers from a template in my CRM as well. So a pre-wedding questionnaire where I'm, I mean, getting couples to, you know, talk about the theme of their day, basically providing me with the content that I know is going to be a great SEO for my blog page. So I don't have to do that. I don't have to write that. Like, you know, you think about all the headaches you have of putting a blog page together and, oh, okay, we're going to need to put 500 to 1,000 words here if it's going to rank for that venue, link all the vendors that are in there. Like, you don't need to do any of that stuff. Like, you can have original content provided to you if you've got a tight workflow. So then, yeah, Christine will make that blog. She will schedule my post, making the carousel, 
of the 10 images and she will put the highlight story together. So even like building a highlight story, you know, how long does that take you to sit there, going to unfold, load all the images, try to put it in a nice way. I mean, sitting there tagging the vendors, like, you know, 10 to 20 vendors on each one of those pages, right? You've got to do it every single time. Like that's not a task you need to be doing. Like the opportunity cost of you doing that, instead of going out there and either making your own wedding guide, you know, approaching, like you could be doing so many other things that will actually be generating more income than wasting your time, not to mention actually just living your life or being with your family. Absolutely. So do you think, is there like a tipping point you think where, you know, say talking about wedding photographers, where you need to get to a certain level or point where, okay, I need to start outsourcing or is it, do you feel it's better to start outsourcing right away so you've got the time straight away to start doing the things that are going to bring in more work? If you don't have the money to outsource, then you haven't started outsourcing yet and you should because that's basically like that's how you got to get it. Like it like literally comes down to if you're happy to work for what they will work for for that wage, then then do it. Like so if if you can think of nothing you'd rather be doing than working for, you know, seven, nine dollars an hour, then okay, keep doing it. But surely, Rick, you have to be like everyone listening is going, Yeah, of course I can afford seven dollars an hour and I don't want to work for seven dollars an hour, but if I'm just gonna spend that that day doing nothing, reading a book, sitting on the beach when I could be doing something. I could be still working in my business. Shouldn't I be working in my business? Absolutely. Or should I go to the beach? Oh, no, that's up to you. And 100%. So if you want to be earning more, like you can do whatever you want with that time. If your priority is your business and getting more income, then yes. I mean, how many podcasts of yours can they go through, listen, take ideas from, you know, go out and try those things that's going to be more beneficial for their business than that $7 an hour that they're saving themselves by not doing it. There's just, there's a world of opportunities out there in terms of making more money with your time. And I'm sure everyone's got like, you know, notes full of stuff that they, you know, they could be designing albums to give them to, to venues or, you know, like I said, building a, their own little wedding guide or, you know, sending out emails, doing all this outreach, but running out of time because, you know, I'm editing, editing my wedding and, and making these timelines and doing these posts. That time is there. It's just, you know, it's just how to, the opportunity cost of not doing it, I think is just crazy. That's true. But so when I say the word workflow to you, what do you think of? Because to me, I think post-session, post-shoot, and that, that's when the workflow kicks in. Is that what you think too? Yeah, so there's definitely a workflow that starts when the lead comes in. But I do separate, I guess, my workflows into what's automated and what's outsourced. But it's all one big, long workflow that kind of leads into yourself because the post-wedding workflow is also my marketing, which generates the leads, which starts off the workflow when the lead comes in. Okay, then talk to me about the workflow when the lead comes in. And what is that? Is that lead an email? Is it a phone call? What is it? I hate talking on the phone, mate. So uh, always an email. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, when a lead comes in, they're going to uh, receive. So I didn't even answer my leads, actually. Christine, my girl, she will go in. She will see when a lead comes in. And then basically, if it's a date that I'm booked for at a place that I like to, to shoot at, she'll send through the details so I can have a read over, give her a thumbs up or thumbs down. And then she'll have the corresponding template to send back to these people. That's based on the venue. So Christine, is she based in Australia or overseas? She's in the Philippines. My girl, Christine. Okay. All right. So Christine from the Philippines, she gets that inquiry. Did you say that if it's at a venue on a week or a day that you have free, not a day that you're booked, so it's a day you have free, then she'll pass the details on to you? Correct. Because I don't need to know about it if I'm booked. There's another sequence in the workflow for her to be able to, uh, to, to do if I am. So I've got templates basically for all the venues. So 
I know that someone's going to be receiving an email from me that's going to be incredibly detailed as to just already showing my value in how much I know that venue, the questions that I'm asking about how to get the most out of it, links to the guide, individual, you know, winning venue guides. That's not just my broader Yarra Valley one, but here's, you know, my guide to that venue. And then I can also, so I have the option to just recall, like if it's like, yep, yeah, that actually looks like a bagging wedding. I really want to make sure I'm a part of that. So I'll just do a, a personalized video, shoot it in Loom, and that can go into the top. So then it's, and that's obviously a really great thing as well, but I kind of reserve that for ones that I definitely really want to shoot. Okay, let me take you back a step. So the initial email that you get the inquiry, they may or may not have seen your guide, but they've probably seen your website or they've been recommended to you by venue. Correct. I'm guessing that a lot of those emails are, hey, Rick, we heard about you from such and such, love your work, are you available this day and what's the cost? Yep. That'll be a pretty general email. Yep. So how does your assistant answer that question? And first of all, does she answer it as if it's coming from you or from her? And does she answer their questions or is it just a template? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. I'm feeling sorry for you, mate. I'm feeling sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Things you can do when you outsource the tasks, mate. Yes, absolutely. That's the message that's coming through loud and clear. Um, Just back to your templates. Do you sell them? Do you create them for other photographers? Can we get in on that action? You certainly can. And you'd be crazy not to, to be honest. Like, they're too good. I can have my entire workflow basically installed into your Studio Ninja CRM. If you're not with them already, got a great uh, 50% off your first year um, link on my site to jump on. And then you just, yeah, you're getting that basically years of experience of me building out that workflow ready to go for you for your next wedding and actually for your current weddings as well. So you can still apply it to anything that's coming up. And there's just so much in there in terms of prepping your couples to buy albums and prints later, follow-up questionnaires to make sure that they're actually giving you the feedback that they probably wouldn't give unless you knew how to ask for it in the right way. And that's really actually been a big part of building out my templates as well, building out my workflow is on the basis of, on the back of a lot of that feedback. So if I hire you to do that, I would get all your emails. So the questionnaires, the ones that you've pre-answered, and I can also customize them to suit myself. The follow-up email sequences from the day they book to the actual wedding, I get all that. Yeah, well, you get all that in your Studio Ninja account. So we put that, install that in. So you don't need to do any of that manual adding an email template, adding the subject, adding a little link. The only thing you'll need to do is just go through, customize it so it's got, you know, your voice. I mean, I've got a way of that I like to to write and that might not be you, but it's a ton of work. Obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's years actually creating those, but it's a ton of work just installing it all. So that's something that uh, neither you or I need to do. But yeah, so I try to make it as easy as possible for you to benefit from my ease of experience. Got it. And then, so do you need to come in personally or is this all just done over Zoom and online? So we use uh, LastPass so that you can grant us access to your CRM securely so that we never see your password. And then we're basically going in, installing all the email templates, installing all, like building out all the, the questionnaires making the workflows, linking it through to those emails, to those questionnaires, setting the timings, and then duplicating and changing for the bride and bride, groom and groom, gender neutral versions. 
Okay. And then is there some one-on-one training where you help me understand what's actually going on there and how, how it all works? Correct. Yeah. So the video sequence afterwards uh, to take you through basically everything I've uh, done there and why I've done it. Okay. Okay. And just say I don't have Studio Ninja. Let's say I'm fully invested in another CRM, Tave, for example, yep. or Tave. Can I still buy your templates and install them into Tave? You can write to me and let me know because the next step after Ninja is to create it for the other CRMs. Like it's a workflow. It's something that um, you know, you're going to be able to benefit from. It's, it's the basis of a lifetime of you know, accumulating email templates and questionnaires that I've built. So you know, I'll be able to, to put that into a, other CRMs. I haven't got yet, but I just want to make sure that this first stage is perfect for everyone. Okay. So for the listener that wants to take this further, talk to you about it, what's the best way to get in touch with you, Rick? So my website for that is weddingworkflows.com and you'll be able to get in touch with me there. And you can actually go there and download my follow-up email template. So you can see how I get that feedback. And it's based around the classic shit sandwich, which is uh, the thing that I want them to answer is right there in the middle. That's that, you know, how will I improve my service? Oh, how can I improve my service? But it's, it's, it's a great little couple of questions beforehand that's going to make them feel comfortable by telling you how good you are, shit in the middle, how good you are again. And there's just no other way to get it, basically. The old shit sandwich. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on this website now. So you've got virtual assistants as well. So does that mean we can work with Christine? Not my Christine, mate. Hands off. <laughs> no, mate. But um, so what you can basically benefit from everything that we've developed together. So all my standard operating procedures, which Christine operates on, we can train VAs in that so that you can kind of, because there's just a big barrier, basically. It takes a long time to get through all the stuff that a wedding photographer needs. So, I mean, like, I love this, this one thing, right? So just getting your VA to build an album for all of your couples. So even not ones that have paid for it or have even asked for one, but if in your workflow, you're always kind of referencing the prints and the albums and they get a surprise album design done by your VA, if all you used your virtual assistant for was that, how many albums would you need to sell for that to pay for that VA entirely? And then just the rest of their time, exactly, right? One. When the rest of their time is doing anything, you know, all the rest of these tasks. So it's just, you're just costing yourself, I think, you know, probably you know, six figures by not getting, uh, not outsourcing or not having a killer workflow. Absolutely. Yeah. You remind me, I interviewed the guys from Nordica a few years ago now, and one of their workflows was without a VA, was to design a wedding album, even if a couple hasn't purchased one or asked for one, and send it to them on spec, the design, and they only had to sell a couple of years, and that whole idea was well worth it. And you're doing it one better by having a VA design it. Well, yeah, mate, wedding designs, uh, album designs are a pain in the ass. I, uh, I hate doing them. Um, you know, like I'm in these games I love to party. So yeah, album designs are not my cup of tea. So, yeah, that's something that uh, that can be done by your VA and will really drastically increase your album sales. So, yeah, once again, but we just don't do it. Like we just wouldn't do that because of the time it takes us and it's a pain in the ass. But now you can. I love it. Rick, this has been, mate, such a pleasure. I've got a ton from what you had to share. I know the listener has as well. So the the main website for the listener to check out if they want to learn more from you is weddingworkflows.com. I'll also have links to your main website, which is rickliston.com and your social media accounts in the show notes. Mate, there's one last thing I want to ask you quickly before you go. Your COVID policy, that grabbed my attention on your website. Have you had to actually use that yet? 
do you know what? So I've got it up there and I've refunded every single person except one who was just trying to be, they're trying to, they're trying to say that they were canceling their wedding. And then I found out from the venue they actually weren't. So, and I was all right. So like, it's not actually. <laughs> they're just being sneaky. Okay. Yeah. They're just being uh, sneaky, but I'll always look at, all right, would I have actually, would a wedding have actually gone ahead? So did this wedding prevent me from booking? Obviously in that COVID policy, if there's a government lockdown, of course, nothing can go ahead. I'm happy to postpone within 12 months. But the tricky gray area is always going to be, you know, there was some international guests that couldn't come. And so I just have to ask myself, all right, did I get inquiries for that day? And would that wedding have gone ahead? Um, If that's the case, then I have lost income. And I would feel entitled to enforce that uh, that policy. But to this day, I don't know, man. I got a soft heart, and I actually, you know what? It's just I'm fortunate to be in a position where I don't need those booking fees. Um, and actually, I get a lot of psychological baggage when people hate me. You know, <laughs> like if if a couple is is calling me, chasing me, I will literally pay that booking fee to not have to deal with that. So like I said, everyone bar one has been refunded because like the, I don't know what they're, what they're going through and I'm blessed to not be in a position where I need that, you know, booking fee to survive. Yeah. That's so cool. Matt, again, massive thanks for coming on and sharing what you have. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks, Rick. My absolute pleasure. And just before I go, anyone who wants to use the code PHOTOBIZX can uh, use that for 10% off on the workflows. Legend. All right, mate. Thank you so much. So PhotoBizX, and that's at the WeddingWorkflows.com website. That's correct. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. Cheers, Andrew. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Rick as much as I did. Rick, if you are listening, again, mate, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything you had. I know we've had a chance to chat a couple of times since recording that interview. I am so excited about the plans we have for the future in regards to training and sharing so much of what you know with PhotoBizX listeners, mate. So yeah, again, massive thanks for coming on and sharing everything you have and huge congrats on the success that you've had with your business. It really is an inspiration. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Rick had to share. If you have a follow-up question for him, you can hit him up in the comments area of the show notes if you're listening to the free version of the podcast. The show notes this week are at photobizx.com forward slash 431. Now in those show notes, I've got links to anything and everything that Rick mentioned. There are examples of his beautiful work, plus, of course, the comments area at the very bottom of the page. And if you are a premium member, I'll be adding Rick into the members Facebook group so you'll have easy access to him there. What I would love to know from you is do you think that you could emulate what Rick is doing in his business and implement those ideas into yours. Does it sound way too hard? Does it sound like this would just be impossible for you to do? Or do you think, yeah, I could absolutely go and talk to a local venue, become a a booking agent in inverted commas for that particular venue and start to generate midweek weddings or elopement weddings. I, I just, I think this is such an amazing idea I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Is it doable for you? Is this something you could see yourself doing in the future? Let me know in the comments area or if you are a premium member and you photograph weddings, let's chat about it inside the members Facebook group. Now, I did also mention or allude to the fact that Rick and I have been chatting uh, all about his wedding workflows and the idea of presenting some training for PhotoBizX listeners. 
So first of all, if you are interested in the wedding workflows and you are a Studio Ninja user, absolutely go and check this out. You can save 10% if you use the promo code PHOTOBIZX. So that's at weddingworkflows.com. Go and check that out if you are a Studio Ninja user. It sounds like it'll be an absolute game changer. Now, if you use some other kind of CRM or no CRM at all, <laughs> which may be the case, I've been talking to Rick behind the scenes about presenting some training on how you could implement his workflow into your wedding photography business, whether or not you use Studio Ninja. So I'm going to have an announcement about that up and coming training next month. So that's going to be October of 2021. We're still ironing out the details. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be some live training, like a live webinar style training that will become a standalone course, or Rick and I will just record this together and make it available on the PhotoBizX website. So if you have a point of view on, on either approach, which one you'd like uh, as a wedding photographer who's looking to improve their workflow and save a ton of time, let me know inside the members group or in the comments or via email. But Rick and I will have a chat about it and put together what we think is the, the best idea to help you and your business. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. And talking about courses, I'm not going to go on about the LinkedIn course too much because we've talked about it all month. It's coming up to the fourth and final live presentation this week. And this training by Jeff Brown has been jam-packed. Like it really has been incredible value. You can still get in at 97 US dollars. It will be doubling in price at the end of the month. So you only have a week or so to get on board and sign up for the $97 price. The value is incredible. There's a separate Facebook group with a ton of interaction going on between course participants. You don't have to have any idea about LinkedIn at all. I came into this without even a profile and I am up and running with LinkedIn as we speak. And I can tell you that if you do take the training, you are going to shortcut the learning process by a huge amount because what Jeff is sharing with us is the knowledge that he's accumulated over years that he's learned himself, plus he's paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for other training about LinkedIn that he's now sharing with us as PhotoBizX listeners and members for $97. Like It really is incredible. So You'll find more details over at photobizx.com forward slash LinkedIn. You can purchase access now. You can do the training whenever you get a chance. I'll get you added into the group. There is no huge pressure to get this done right away. photobizx.com forward slash LinkedIn for more details on that. Okay, and just to finish off, I mean, I've, I feel like I've been talking about this for months and months because it really has been that long. I, well, Linda and I and our boys are moving house in two days' time, on Wednesday, the house is literally full of boxes at the moment. There's stuff everywhere, but we are excited to make the move. The only thing that I'm worried about is a brush turkey has decided to build a nest in our front yard <laughs> of the house that we're leaving. So our new owners or the new owners of the house are going to turn up and see this massive mound of mulch that looks like a pyramid in the, in the front yard with a giant brush turkey uh yeah so i don't know if you know about brush turkeys but they are protected in australia so i can't get rid of it i can't move this thing on i don't want to destroy its nest 
but it's a total eyesore and it's going to be a big shock to these new owners uh, i'm certain and uh yeah <laughs> so it's going, to, it's going to be a nice a nice welcome present for the new owners when they turn up on wednesday so it's going to be all hands on deck here at the helmick household on wednesday as we we pack up after 20 years or 20 or 20 something years and move a little bit closer to the beach we're staying in terrigal and we're excited to get into the into the new home It'll be sad to leave here, but I will not miss the love affair that one of my neighbours has with his leaf blower. <laughs> that is one thing I will not miss. It's got to be the worst invention in the world, doesn't it? The leaf blower. Alrighty, that's enough from me. I'll be back next week from the new home with a new episode, a new interview, and I'll talk to you then. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 